Hi everybody and welcome into this episode of Off the Top of My Head. My name is Bill. If you hear a little bit of an echo, we are in the back room of a retail location. And, uh, you know, again, as I've said in some past podcasts before, usually when people see the microphone, they're a little bit curious. So we may get some folks just kind of popping in here or there to kind of see what we're doing. So uh, if that happens, my apologies in advance. But uh, today we wanted to cover, you know, as you know, it's a variety podcast and we wanted to cover something related on the business angle. And for my role that I have in business development, I used LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, it's a great tool for me to connect with people. It's a great tool for me to um, interact with uh, certain individuals and with companies. And it's just been a great platform to develop uh, relationships that otherwise I probably would have not gained um, uh, in under normal uh, circumstances. So with me today, I have a good friend of mine. His name is Ed Burns. Ed runs a marketing firm. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Bill, thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I know we've been wanting to do this for a while because you know the ins and outs of LinkedIn for sure. Well, you you can always learn more you every can, time you're on there. Absolutely. Uh, so for my audience, you may want to have uh, you know a website, the LinkedIn website pulled up or maybe even your mobile app. Uh, there's a possibility we may go through some uh, exercises or talk about some parts of the app or the website that you may want to reference uh, as we're chatting here. If not, feel free to play back this episode at another time and, and go through it. All right, so uh, where to begin? I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people know what LinkedIn is, but for those who are not informed what LinkedIn is, can you give your best description of it? Absolutely. LinkedIn is the world's biggest and best professional networking social media website. So LinkedIn gives us an opportunity to connect with other people, everything from finding vendors to employees, finding jobs for ourselves or, or for our friends. Um, it's a big website for opportunities for everyone with an open mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, recently, I think within the last two years or so, Microsoft actually purchased LinkedIn. They did. And as part of that, some things have changed. Um, and I think it's for the better. Yeah, and we're and we're going to talk about kind of LinkedIn as as present, you know, not uh, some of the things that were uh, in the past. So yeah, Microsoft definitely has made some changes there. So okay, so uh, so let's talk about it. so so where to begin. So if I don't have a profile, or maybe I even have a profile that I want to take a look at uh, improving, where do I even start here? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Steve Covey always says to begin with the end in mind. If you read his stuff in the Seven Habits. I think that's extremely important in social media, perhaps more so than anywhere else. Because what we're doing is we're taking ourselves as we are and we're sharing it with the world virtually. And it, it allows us to be seen by pretty much everyone, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So we need to be very conscious about how we create our online persona. Um, so I think that the first thing to begin with is why am I doing this? What is this for? If it's to go out and do sales, great, write that down. If it's to uh, establish new connections uh, for hiring, that's great, write it down. Because your activities on LinkedIn need to be aligned with the pictures you have on there, the content you share, the way you portray yourself, it all needs to be aligned. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about uh, almost like a personal brand sort of thing. You're like it's no different than if uh, Pepsi launches, uh, you know, a new beverage. 
you know, there needs to be, the packaging needs to be right, the messaging needs to be right, the images need to be right, the rollout needs to be right. Yes. You know, all that's planned. And I think having a personal brand is no different because people are going to interact with you in any number of different ways. They may just look at your picture. Right. They may look at your profile. They may look at what you're commenting on. So you have to, to make sure you have a cohesive message with all those is really important. And the thing about personal branding that's, that's so important is that everyone has one, whether you mean to or not. So what is a personal brand? Your personal brand is your reputation. Mm-hmm. It's the way that people think and feel when they're thinking about you. So there's a piece of it that's outside of your control. And the things that are outside of our control, we can't, what do we do? And, and so our actions and our words have to be such that we control as much as we can. If we want someone to think that we're an honest person, then we always need to tell the truth. And it, it seems like basics, but I think in social media we forget that because there's almost a, de- a degree of separation in sure. our conversations. And so the way we portray ourselves is so important. And creating our personal brand comes down to uh, starting with what do I want people to think about me when I'm dead? Mm-hmm. You got to go all the way to the end and then work backwards. Right. Yeah. yeah. Begin with the end in mind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spot on. And you, you brought something else up, Bill, that I think is very important. It doesn't matter that it's not cool. People make snap judgments based on how we look and the images that they see of us, yeah. whether it's in person or on, on a social media profile. Well, we were, uh, uh, we were talking about this in a, in a previous podcast that human nature is the brain literally processes thousands of pieces of information when they're seeing something for the first time or they're evaluating something for the first time. It could be... You know the shape of let's just say it's on LinkedIn and it's somebody's face you know they're looking at the you know your eyebrows they're looking at your hair they're looking at the shape of your face they're looking at the background you know there are thousands of pieces of information and this goes back to when we were early humans yes where we were defining who was an enemy and who was um, you know one and the same mm-hmm. so uh, so you're absolutely right so a good a good image I know we're going to talk about that a little bit but like a, a good image on LinkedIn is probably a good first step. It's great. And so many people uh, send out connection requests with no face. So what are you saying about yourself? If you send a connection request to somebody and there's no profile picture there, it's an outline on a light gray of a white outline of a human being, what does that say? Yeah. It says... It's it, not very personal. It's not. It's, it's saying, I don't matter. I don't matter enough for you to see what I look like. Mm. So... Why would they take you seriously or spend time? Yeah, interesting. Well, let's uh, let's unpack the uh, the pill, the whole picture thing, right? So you have just a few different options, right? You have the um, you know the the circle with the gray background and the whatever the outline of a human being. That's an option. Yeah. Um, not a good one, but it's an option. You have a professional headshot being done by a qualified photographer with good lighting. You have your selfie. Uh, sitting in your car, you know, leaning it up on the steering wheel and taking a selfie in your car there. Uh, you have the one where you're, you're uh, the end uh, person in a group photo and <laughs> now cropped, uh, cropped yourself, you know, an image for, for LinkedIn. Um, you may have, again, pictures containing something. Maybe you're on a bike. Maybe you're with a car or something like that. 
and I would say for things like that where you have you know items in your photo, if that's what you do for a living, so if you're a uh, if you have a picture with a car, and you're um, a, you sell classic something with classic cars or some aftermarket part or something like that, I would say absolutely that would be that would be spot on. Yes, but I think on the regular, I think just an appropriate a headshot is appropriate. Absolutely, and it needs to be very deliberate, very intentional. And, and it has to be simple. So if you're going to do anything other than a classic headshot, um, if you're going to have an item in it, it should be one item. And it should not be other people. Nobody should have other people. A lot of times people will go get a photo op with him. They'll hear Richard Branson speak. They'll get a picture with him and they'll make that uh, their profile picture. Right. It's like, dude, you're not friends with him. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know who you are. Yeah. He doesn't know your name. It doesn't... It doesn't tell me anything about you at right. all, except you, of who you fanboy. Right. Which you, it, it makes sense to do, but that should be done in posts, sure. not in the headshot. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, you know, cameras, cameras have come a long way, and you have a lot available right on the smartphone. I've, I've been sitting with a number of people where I pulled up their LinkedIn profile, and they've had some whatever their picture is. And I would just say to them, hey... You know what? I got my iPhone here. Let me put it in portrait mode, and I'm going to take an updated picture for you for LinkedIn. And sometimes it's that simple and makes a huge, huge difference. Sometimes people use them. Sometimes people don't. And and I get why. I think all of us are somewhat self-conscious about the way we look. I mean, I do a podcast for a reason because I have a face for audio. <laughs> but but when I'm on LinkedIn, I certainly have a, I have a professional headshot. Um, which was done by Chorus Photography, by the way, out of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. But um, you know, it's I—that's how I want to portray myself. I, I don't—I don't want it to be a selfie because, you know, I'm not going to be able to get the lighting right. I'm not going to be able to get the right angle. And then, uh, you know, clothing is a choice. Like, what do I wear? Yes. You know, if I, depending again, what what I do for a living? Do I want to be in a button-down shirt? Do I want to be in a suit and tie? Um, do I want to be in a t-shirt? Yeah. Like who knows? Like all that's. Yeah, well, I would suggest to the listeners, pull up your profile right now on a desktop if you can. If you go to LinkedIn.com, uh, on the left-hand side, there will be a picture of, of you. It should be a picture of you with your name. If you click that, it will open up your profile. And there's this circular picture there where, where your headshot goes. So if you want to change that, all you have to do is click the little pencil on the right-hand side uh, of your profile, and that's where you go to start editing things. Um, but to your earlier point, I would trust you to pull out a cell phone and take a picture. As you said, the camera quality is phenomenal on cell phones now. But you do, you do photography. Yeah. And you do a really good job of it. Appreciate that. So that's okay. If someone's redoing their profile, within the next week they should, they should get a photographer or someone who does photography to get a good picture of them. Because it's so important, as you said, to get that right. Am I wearing the right things? Am I smiling? Am I not smiling? It's okay to smile. It's okay not to smile. But you should talk with a photographer about what you're trying to portray, and, and they can pull that out of you. Sure. It's not only what you portray, but maybe you've seen some images of somebody else that you're connected with, and you're like, hey, you know, I really like that. It's a, 
you know, we call in photography like a high key shot. So it's like white background. Everything's a little bit brighter. I think yours is like that, isn't it? Yours yeah. is like a high key shot. Um, other ones are on a, um, you know, a muslin background or, again, that maybe they're standing in their shop or someplace where they own where they have the, the background about what they do. Yes. Um, but all that is, all that is uh, uh, for consideration. But take a look at other people's photos and see what you like about them. And when you talk to a friend or you talk to your, um, your photographer to do the headshot, they have an idea of what you're looking for. So Absolutely. All right. So we've gotten the picture kind of out of the way now. What's, uh, what's another uh, area that we can focus on? Well, the next thing I think that most people forget about is the background image. Mm. You have another opportunity here to say a little bit more and capture someone visually. The stock LinkedIn background image is, is a blue. It's got a pattern in it. That's what everybody has. But you have an opportunity to change that and make it whatever you want. So a lot of times, uh, if someone's a business owner, I suggest that they pick an image that's in line with their services or something they want people to ask them about mm. with their web address right on there. Right. And, and then I was going to even mention, you know, I've seen some that has had the logo in the background. And I think that's appropriate, too, because that's, again, that's all part of the brand. That's how you want people to draw and make that connection to what, you, what your business is or where you're, who you're associated with. Absolutely. And what I ask a lot of people is, what are you passionate about? Because this is an opportunity to have a conversation starter. So my background image is uh, an island. It's an island. It's a tropical island scene. What does that have to do with marketing? Well, I have this whole idea about digital marketing that ties into islands. And that and I, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. That, that's what I want people to ask me about. And they do. Because it's a, it's a very beautiful image. It's, it just captures the eye. It pulls you in. And you want to know more. That island marketing is wild, by the way, and I would love to do another podcast with you about island marketing because I've seen you deliver that in person, and it's really compelling. So maybe maybe we'll do another one in the future. Absolutely. So with okay. that background image, what I'll say is a lot of people say, well, what? how do I find the image that goes there? So the important thing to know about <clears throat> images online is that they need to fit where they're going mm -hmm. size-wise. The LinkedIn background image is very wide and not very tall. It's uh, 1,584 pixels by 396. That's worth writing down. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone's not a graphic designer and you can't pull something together in Photoshop, it's okay. There are tools out there like Canva. That's a free tool. You set the size you want the image to be. They even have stock images in there that you can use. And then you can put your web address or contact me or, hey, let's grab coffee. You can put a call to action in there. Mm -hmm. And you can make something in 15 minutes. You can, you can have your profile optimized. Yeah, I've used that Canva before, and it is ridiculously simple to use. And like you said, they give you templates. Like, you can create a post for Facebook in there, Instagram, and, you know, getting off a side thing. But it's really powerful, and it's free. It's yes. free. I mean, there certainly are some options in it that are a paid version, but Canva is definitely very easy to use yeah. um, for the average user. So, it, so if so, if you're not technically inclined, where you know all the the pixels and the size or whatever, just start. Just start somewhere. Start get get an image, put the background on. Start just start working with it, cropping it, doing whatever. You'll get an up. You'll get an opportunity at some point to drop an image in there that works for you. You're only going to keep getting better. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, so after you have the images set up, if you've clicked on that pencil there, you'll see where you can change those images out. 
uh, a lot of people put strange things for their name. Hmm. And so my suggestion to everybody, and I, that might sound odd, but I've seen people put their company name in there. And, but that's not who you are, right? So this is a personal profile for you as a, as a person. If your business, if your company is part of who you are, then you put that on your profile, but not as your name. Right. And the other thing is, you know, my name is Edward. I go by Ed. So my name on LinkedIn is Ed. I'm Ed Burns on LinkedIn. So I suggest to people, if they have a name and they're not sure um, how to put it, put it as you like to be called. Right. Put it as, what's, what do you tell your friends to call you? That's what you put there. So it's funny you mentioned that because I, my, my real name is William, but I go by Bill. But my father <laughs> took Bill. Yeah, you know, as a thing. So I put William on there. So most most folks can find me. Well, I ran into the exact same problem because my dad's name's also uh, the same as mine. He's mm -hmm. Ed Burns, and he's on as Ed Burns. Um, so gotcha, gotcha. Fortunately, we look just different enough that people can differentiate. <laughs> yes, height wise, though, you guys are you match uh, toe to toe. <laughs> All right, so we've got we've gone through the um, uh, background picture. Yep. What are we moving on to next? Headline. You get to put your headline. So important. The, the automatic thing that LinkedIn will, will put in there for you, auto-populate, is your latest job title and business. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that this is an opportunity in your headline to put something a little different. I have my company name in it, but it's really what you're, what you're all about. It's one of the first things people see about you. It should, it should speak to them about what it is you're trying to accomplish. So for me, it's building inspiring relationships at Mellior Marketing, mm. right? Because that's what I'm all about, building relationships. I think that all of our business success comes from our relationships. Absolutely. But everybody's got their own thing that they're excited about. Everybody's got their own reason for being in business, for working, for doing sales. And so that's what you put there five six seven words that just describe why you do what you do hmm. yeah it's funny you mentioned that because i have my current role in there now yeah which i like but now i'm starting to rethink <laughs> and that's okay rethink because i feel like i'm um so much more than the role i'm also very relationship driven and feel like that needs to be communicated in in some way Everyone is more than their role. Yeah. And so when, we, uh, when we're out in public, and this is where I think there's an excellent opportunity uh, digitally. When we're out in public, the first thing that most people say when they meet each other is, what do you do? Hmm. That doesn't establish a relationship, though, because we are not, we're human beings. We're not human doings. So when I'm out shaking hands, I like asking people, what gets you excited? What's your favorite thing about what you do? Just change it a little bit. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. And on oh, many, many occasions. And the look that you get back is, it's really unique. And some people are in tune to themselves enough where they can answer that right away. Other people are completely taken off guard and saying, uh, I like sports. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's... <laughs> Right. And while, yeah, while they like sports, that's probably not what they're passionate about. Exactly. But I believe in a world, in a, in a business world, where we're doing business with people who 
we get along with on such a deep personal level that work is fun for everybody. Yeah. So that's why I lead with that question. And some people get it and some people don't. But the people who get it, we have a great work relationship. Mm-hmm. When I asked you that question for the first time, you were on it. You had an answer. And we, we, it launched into an hour-long conversation. We became good friends. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. If somebody doesn't get it, it's okay. To me, it's a qualifier. Right. True. And, and True. it's the same thing uh, on my LinkedIn, on the digital profile. It's a qualifier. Mm. I'm, changing my, I'm changing my title. Okay. <laughs> Not right now. Because we're in the podcast, but I'm changing my title. That's going to be one of the first things that I do. So after our headline, then we have our current position, and that's where you put your job. After that, you have your education. Education is a good opportunity because um, a lot of people in America are hyper-college focused. Usually it is around sports teams, Mm -hmm. but uh, people are more willing to do business with people or hire someone who went to the same college as them. Mm-hmm. It's just the reality. Sure. So I know people who say, "Yeah, I went there, but I don't really, I don't really care to talk about it." Mm-hmm. Just talk about it. It's part of who you are. It's okay. You sure. don't need to lead with it. It's but it should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we get into the locations, and this is important because when people are searching, they're going to be searching for. A lot of times, we'll get to this later but based on location. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, if you're in a smaller city, it's good to, to start typing in the city that you're nearby, and it'll come up with area. So mm-hmm. it might say uh, New York City area. Right. Do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, do it. Make it the area, because it's a little bit bigger, and, and that's okay. Yeah, so when they're, yeah, so like you said, when people are searching for you, there's it's more encompassing. You will, you will show up in a search for so, like for us, we're in the greater Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you just search for a specific city, we might not necessarily come up. I live in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, a town of about twenty-eight hundred people. From a business perspective, it doesn't make sense to write out Hamburg. Right. Yeah. Right. Greater Philadelphia area, or are you like greater Reading area? I do Reading. Yeah. Reading. Okay. Redding, Pennsylvania. All right. All right. Go ahead. So the industry is next, right? Industry. Yep. And that's. Uh, that's a drop down, so you select it. There are a lot of options there, uh, so you can probably find whatever whatever it is that mm-hmm. fits you best. That's right. So then we get into the contact info, and it's a lot of people I've talked to are afraid to put their personal information, put their cell phone. It, it comes down to what are you looking to get out of LinkedIn. If you're doing sales, then put put your phone number in there so people can call you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's everybody's preference in, in a world where you are constantly online. There's a lot of information available. Um, you know, we've all kind of seen things happen or maybe some inconveniences of people contacting other people. Um, you know, go with what you think there. You know, for me, I put my I put my contact information on there. I'd rather connect with somebody than not. So I'd rather have that as an option. So, um, all right. So after the contact info. Then we have our summary, mm. and this is where we really have an opportunity to share who we are. Sure do. The summary is is where you talk about yourself, and I think again, I think this should be passion oriented. It it ties into uh, that Simon Sinek start with why idea. I don't know if, if your listeners are familiar with Simon Sinek, but he came out with a with a TEDx a little while back called Start with Why, and he talks about people connect with brands that have a strong reason for existing. Companies like Apple, 
they're one of the biggest companies around because they are a brand for the rebels. Mm. And anybody who kind of thinks of themselves as a rebel identifies with Apple for that. And so this is an opportunity to talk about what problems you like to solve, uh, who you're looking to connect with. You can even put what you do for fun or what you like to connect over. If it's you like meeting people for coffee on Wednesdays at 9 a.m., you put that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I recently changed my summary because I did have a description of what I do um, for business development. But then I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, my, my summary needs to be so much different than what my job role is. So I'll just, can I read mine? I'm just going to read mine real quick here. So I'm going to say, thanks for viewing my profile. I could write a paragraph on what I do, my skills, my this and that. I think you'll get a fairly good sense of what my experience is from the history listed here. However, the real value is in connecting with me and I'm happy to do so. Please feel free to send me a message and all my best for success. I love it. So that's the way I wanted to communicate. If people are reading my profile and want to know a little bit more about me, I think right from the jump, they get a pretty good sense of what I'm all about. Well, Bill, that's that's the key. That is so genuinely you that you you couldn't write something that's more Bill Vitiello than that. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. if I'm looking to do business with someone like you, there you are. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. That's right. perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so now that we have the whole uh, top section, the whole intro part done, right? Yeah. Well, there's one more thing, and that's media. Mm. You can add links some documents, pictures, websites, videos, or presentations that you've done. Okay. So if you give a talk and it's recorded, that's the spot to put that. So you mean like if you did like a TEDx talk? That would be a good example. Like you did? Yes. Yeah. So we are in the presence of a TEDx speaker. Uh, Ed made a fantastic presentation uh, at uh, Penn State University Berks campus. Uh, it was a TEDx talk, and, and I'm going to get the title wrong, so you can t- say what the title is exactly. It's, it's called Not So Social Media, and it should be dropping sometime here in January. Yeah, that's great. Um, it really was a, a great uh, great talk. And what's great about those TEDx talks is they're they're very digestible. They're less than 15 minutes, so it's real easy just to kind of um, take it in and kind of go from there. Yeah. All right, what's next? Next thing is uh, a little-known secret that not too many people do. If you're on a desktop, over on the right-hand side of your profile, once you save your profile, and remember if you make those changes to click the blue save button. Yes. <laughs> so click the blue save button. It's going to close because it's a pop-out box. And on the right-hand side, you're going to see edit public profile and URL. Yes. Please, everybody do this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So when you click that, it's going to take you to a different page. On the right-hand side, it says edit URL. You're probably going to see it's www.linkedin.com slash in slash a variation of your name and the name of some droids from Star Wars. It's just numbers and letters. And letters, yes. Yeah. So you can customize this to pretty much whatever you want. It may already be taken, but you can come up with, with a variation that makes sense for you. Yeah, so it might be a situation where you put, maybe you put in your first and your last name together if it's, if it's short. Maybe you just put your first initial and then your full last name. Um, maybe you just put your last name and then um, something else after that. I don't know, but anything but the actual URL that LinkedIn provides. Such a great tip because, again, when people are looking at, you want to send them your URL 
you know, you want to look polished. You want to look professional. Like, say you're putting it on a resume. You know, you're not going to copy and paste uh, www.linkedin with your name with all these, you know, numbers and letters. They're they're going to know that you're you're not as LinkedIn savvy as you could be. So, uh, great great tip. Can't drive that one home enough. Yeah. The next thing on that same page before you leave it, uh, people who are concerned about security, all your security options are directly below that. So you can edit your visibility to just people who are connected with you. You can change the information that they do or do not see. And uh, I recommend doing that if you're worried uh, about how people view you online. Sure, sure, yeah. Because, like we said, privacy is an issue uh, with online. So you can set your uh, settings there accordingly. Yeah. Now, directly below, so once you close that out, when you close that out and go back to your profile, below the top part summary that we just worked on. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a box that says your dashboard. And it gives you your status, right? So you want to have the all-star status. And this is where LinkedIn tells you what to change on your profile. They make it very easy for you to do this. It also gives you some information, uh, especially if you are a LinkedIn navigator user, uh, as far as who's viewed your profile, how many posts views you have, uh, and what your search appearances are. And you can click into each of those things for more information. Mm-hmm. It also allows you to turn on or off your career advice, career interests, and salary insights. So those are all cool tools. I don't think if you're just getting started you need to spend time on those, but that's a level two or three action item is to dive into those and get a better idea. No, but you're spot on about the uh, status. I think the actual names escape me at the moment, but one might be beginner. The other one might be, uh, is it expert and then all-star or something, something to that effect. But if you're an all-star, that means you have a pretty robust profile built in. There's a lot of information in there for people to search and for you to present. Right. And this is a great way for LinkedIn to know whether or not to show you in, in LinkedIn searches. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the all-star level, you're just going to show up in more searches. Right. Now, the other key for showing up in searches, I talk to a lot of people who say, yeah, I use LinkedIn. And they have fewer than 500 connections. I'm sure you've, you've seen these too. Yeah. And the important thing is to get to 500 connections. If you've been in business for more than about six months, you've probably met more than 500 people who you can connect with. There's a pretty good chance. Yeah. And getting to 500 connections, again, allows you to be seen by more people. Mm-hmm. And it just allows you better um, access to your network too. Yeah. Because you never know when you want to make a referral or reach out to somebody who has the same interests or, or what have you. Yeah, yeah that, that 500 plus designation seems to have this subliminal um, context that you're an active user and you understand how to use it. So like you said, there's people that you know I've connected before. Maybe they're just getting on LinkedIn and that's completely fine, but there's people who I know have been professionals for a number of years and they have 126 connections or 300 connections. And well, that's, that brings up the question, Bill. If you've been in banking for 20 years and you have 104 connections, how am I supposed to take you seriously? Yeah. Well, you have a good point. Right? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. For the record, Bill's got a lot of connections. Yes, I, I do. And I'm thankful for that. And that's, I'm so thankful for all the folks that um, have connected with me. And so I want to unpack a little bit 
about um, I don't want to get too deep because there's a lot to this, but I want to give our audience a little bit better perspective on how to create those connections. Yes. Okay. So what? So for me, let me tell you what I do. So so I certainly I, I connect with people one on one. So whether that's through a phone call or you know maybe it's a conversation over email, but most of the time it's in person. I just asked them, I said, are you on LinkedIn? And would you mind if I sent you a LinkedIn connection? Yes. I'm pretty up, I'm pretty upfront about it because I feel like if my conversation is meaningful enough with somebody that they'll connect with me on LinkedIn. And I don't, I never, I never, ever, ever just send, I don't, I'll ever just click connect. Correct. I always write a personalized note with it. So I think depending on which level of um, LinkedIn you have, you have the ability to send a personal message from the desktop. Now, with something that I definitely know is different between the desktop and the mobile, is if you're on mobile um, right now, you can just go ahead and do that. You pull up somebody's profile, there is a um, let me get one here that has that option so you can go to uh, view full profile and underneath their name and their um, where they work there's a box there that says more with the ellipse okay so you go ahead and you click more and you have a number of different options there you have share via private message share via personalize invite follow and report slash block so you want to go to that personalized invite and you have a limited number of characters, but a nice note goes a really long way in inviting somebody that maybe you just had met. Maybe it's somebody that you've never met. I've, uh, I've invited a number of people and I've just said, hey, um, Joe or whoever I'm inviting, we have a number of mutual connections and would welcome the opportunity to connect on LinkedIn. Um, happy to happy to connect all my best for success or something something to that effect and I believe I'm now translating how I am in real life with the electronic version of me I guess you'd say yes yes the one thing that I'll add though is um, some people miss it when you send that message they'll connect with you but they may miss the message so if somebody doesn't get back to you on that message it's okay to follow up a week or two later Oh, sure. And just say, hey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I usually, usually when they connect with me, they'll say so-and-so is now a connection. I do write a thank you note back. And I'll just say, thanks for connecting. Best, Bill. Or whatever regards, Bill. Yeah. Can I give you an example of what not to do? Yes, please. So I got one last week from a guy. He sent me a connection request. The message was, Happy New Year, Ed. I'm a local realtor. In the future, I'd love to be your go-to guy for real estate. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'd love to talk more. Hmm. He was almost there. Yeah. Right? Yep. He was almost there. I hope you have an amazing day. I'd love to talk. Good stuff. Right. There's no reason for him to be my go-to realtor right now. Zero. I know 30 other realtors. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Everybody knows other people who do what you do for a living. And so when you make your first message a sales pitch, mm -hmm. you are jeopardizing your brand. You're yep. jeopardizing your online reputation as the guy who sells too hard. Right, right. And I just I actually uh, spoke with somebody this morning, somebody I met at a networking event. 
And uh, he wanted to connect, not on LinkedIn, but had left me a voicemail. And not even within the first three minutes of, of talking, you know, went right in, went right into the sales thing. How'd that make you feel? Uh, it didn't make me feel great, to be honest with you, because again, I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. Like I, I create relationships and I desire relationships created with me too. I mean, just like the people I help are consumers, I'm a consumer too. Yes. So I want to feel a certain way and I felt it was a bit on the aggressive side. Yes. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of discovery about who I am and why I need what this person has. Yes. It's so, so it, pretty shallow. It is shallow because what that person is saying is, I want to use you to make some money. Mm-hmm. Directly. Yes. Like directly. And I get it. I totally get it. There's people who are in that sales type business where it's all about the widgets and it's how many widgets you sell. Totally get it. But something like this person was presenting isn't isn't something that I'm pulling the trigger on right right away on a phone call. There's absolutely no way. Almost nothing is. Right. And it's yeah. all about that relationship. I'm getting I'm getting upset now. Not upset, but I'm starting to get very soapboxy. <laughs> Didn't mean to get you all fired up. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm fired up right now. No. But but no, because I just uh is that approach is not not appropriate in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. So once you've connected with somebody, you can click my network. And that's going to give you uh, a dashboard there that shows you people who have sent LinkedIn invitations to you where you can ignore or accept. And then there's recommended for you. Recommended for you is a great opportunity to scroll through every once in a while. There might be people who you, you know, you might know them from high school or college or a past life, and you can connect with them there. It also gives you recommended groups and companies and hashtags to follow. But on the left-hand side, there are a few, uh, including connections, if you click whatever your number is, it'll be a number in blue, then connections. If you click that, you can go back, look through your connections, and send follow-up messages. Yeah, and there's a number of ways to organize that too, right? So you can organize it by recently added first name and last name, I believe, are the, uh, are the options. So if you're looking for somebody in particular, um, you, know, you certainly can organize it however you see fit. Like I remember... Yeah, there's sometimes where I connect with somebody in a networking event, and I, I knew it was before this person, but after that person, sort of thing. So I go back to the recently added. Yes. Like that's if I can't directly remember their first name. Yes. Now the other cool feature there that people should not misuse is the ability to export contacts, which you can then send them emails. Mm -hmm. um, most people do it wrong, but if you do it right, again, not selling hard, but making sure that they know that. Hey, I'm going to send you an email if we if we connect. Right. You can export them. Then you can upload them into a CRM, a, con mm -hmm. a contact relationship manager, uh, or a customer relationship manager, and and then you have their information there. Right. Gotcha. The one great thing about LinkedIn on a phone is when you meet somebody and you use the QR code. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit, Bill? Yeah, so the QR code. So if you go, um, if you're on the mobile and you see in the upper right-hand corner there, there's your a picture that's in a, a circle. Directly to the left of that, at the right-hand side of the search bar, if you press that thing, it looks like four squares there, but not quite four squares, is actually a QR code. So there's two ways to connect, or there's two ways to make a connection here. 
immediately your camera will come up and you can scan somebody else's QR code. So they might have it on their phone, they might have it on their business card, whatever it is, and that'll pull their LinkedIn profile directly. Or you can present your code, so if you just click on my code, somebody, you can share it, you can save it to your photos, you can have somebody scan it, so that is a real easy way to start connecting with other people that way. One other way to do that, especially on the mobile too, is if you're on that connections uh, screen, you see it towards the top there where you have your number of connections, and then in the middle it says find nearby. So if you click on that and both you and somebody else has your Bluetooth enabled and are on the same screen, the find nearby screen, you guys will pop up and you'll be able to see each other. You can connect right then and there. So you don't even have to exchange a business card. You don't have to send a text to somebody. You're connecting with them directly right in LinkedIn right there. So you have two options. You have the scanning the QR code and then you have the find nearby. Yeah. So simple. So incredibly simple. And that find nearby is especially helpful if you're at a trade show or a conference or something where there's a lot of people and a lot of networking going on. Mm -hmm. People who are LinkedIn savvy are going to be using that. And let me also tell you too, I've used this a number of times as a, I don't, it's a conversation piece yes. for sure. Like a lot of people don't even know that this option exists. And I, I mean, you might have thought I was pulling rabbits out of my head. I was like... <laughs> You're it, practically a magician. I practically am because I'm sitting there showing them this and they were just blown away by it. So, um, so okay, all good. All right, so what's next? Well, I think we can finish up the profile and that's to put a lot of your experience in there. Uh, especially for your current company, if you're back on your on your profile page and you're down to your experience, you can click the plus sign to add positions or past uh, companies. The most important one is your current one, and I think that's where you have an opportunity to tell a story. The other thing is, if you own a business or you work for a small company that does not have a company page, you should create one. Maybe mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about that now, but if you create it, then it, when you put in the company name, it will show the logo and be clickable on the left-hand side there under experience so people can then click over to the company page. So somebody who's on your profile and trying to learn about your company, make it easy for them and make sure that that is linked to your company. Page. Sure, sure. Yep, great advice. I was just, in fact, I was just going through this because I want to put the podcast on my profile, but I don't have a company page for the Off the Top of My Head podcast. You yet. will soon. I will soon. That's why I said yet. <laughs> Probably by the end of the day if could, I have anything to do with yeah. it. You are a man of action. <laughs> You're just not messed. You'd never mess around. I tell you what, if there's anybody that want to work with somebody who just has an attitude about getting it done and just doing it, you need to contact Ed because this guy is just, I'm telling you, he... And I think that's why we gravitated towards one another when we first met. We were just, we we're both like, just get it done. Get it done. Get do it, it live. Done. Do it done. Get it done, people. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, good. Um, do we want to continue here or do you want to take a break? You want to keep rolling? I've got a couple more things before we break. Okay, go ahead. Go. Once you put in your experience, then you have an opportunity to add other things like licenses and certifications. Mm. So anybody who's getting certifications, licenses of any time, you can put those right in there uh, and, and put your credentials so that people know that you know what you're doing. Uh, another good one is volunteer experience. I've talked to some people in the past who volunteer and then they say, well, I don't want to put that there because I don't want it to seem like I'm bragging. 
I think we need to abandon that idea about bragging. You don't put volunteer experience because you're bragging. That volunteer experience is an opportunity to get the brand of whoever you're volunteering for out there, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, connect with other people who are passionate about helping similar organizations. Absolutely, yeah. So put it in there. You're not bragging. You don't have to tell everybody all the good that you did, but put it in there so that other people can connect with you about those things. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Then we've got skills and endorsements. Add skills to that because it's going to show up, especially if you're looking for jobs, add skills to that. Other people can then endorse you and it will show you as highly skilled when you hit a certain point. Um, that's an opportunity for you to show that you're good at, the, at these various things, whatever it is, for, if it's social media or public speaking or banking or uh, accounts receivable or tools like Adobe Photoshop or even Microsoft Office. You can put all those things in there as your skills and other people can endorse you for them. Yeah, and I think when LinkedIn first launched, I think the skills was a, a big section. Yes. Right? Like it was really important that you had hundreds of people endorse your skills and that you had 50 skills listed. I'm not so sure it's as important now, and I think that's why it's towards the bottom. Yes, I'd, I, it's still important, especially in that jobs functionality, um, and, and they have simplified it. But I think what they did was they simplified it the right way. They said, hey, this is still important, and it should be there, um, but you don't need to list 900,000 things. Put the things that you're really good at, and people will endorse you for it, and then you can be found for those things. Gotcha. Last thing uh, is, well, it's not the last thing, but uh, the next thing is recommendations. You can give and receive recommendations. So my suggestion to people is don't be shy to reach out to happy customers and clients and ask them for a recommendation. There's a little uh, gray line there that you click. It says ask for a recommendation. You type in whoever it is you want the recommendation from and they get an invitation in their inbox to give you a recommendation. Hmm. It's a great opportunity because now it's not just, hey, I'm good at this. It's, hey, these people who you may or may not know, hopefully you know one or two of them, say that I'm good at this and they have an opportunity to share what it is about you that they like. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's so underutilized. And then the, the next thing is accomplishments. You can add uh, different organizations you're part of, whether it's a chamber of commerce or partnerships. You can add additional languages. And then interests. These are the companies that you follow, and they will post updates that you can uh, then, you know, these are the people you want to keep up with. So if you want to keep up with news sources or whatever it is, uh, you add your interests there. And you get the company information. Yeah, you know, it's funny. And I actually will go into other people's interests to see if there's like a group or something that maybe I'm not following that I should. So maybe it's something in banking or maybe it's something social. Like, you know, I think I follow Apple. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I follow Wawa, which is uh, big in um, southeastern Pennsylvania here and now Florida. <laughs> have whatever, a dozen or more locations down there. But um, yeah, so I find all kinds of things. I mean, I think when I first started out, I'm, I didn't even know this existed, first of all. And second of all, the interests, I maybe had one or two of them. And I was following the companies that I worked for at that time. Yes. Not even realizing or I guess maybe exploring that I could be following other people. Absolutely. So, so if you're listening to this and you're not sure about something that we just mentioned, there's going to be a blue button on the right hand side of your profile as you scroll down. It says add profile section. It's a drop down, you click it, and you can then go through there and add whatever it is 
that you do not currently have on your profile. Yeah, you make all again. You can make all kinds of edits. Um, you know, it's funny. Right before we came on the podcast here, I was reading my new uh, intro, the one that below my picture here uh, to Ed, and I didn't realize. You know, I read it three times before I posted it, but then realized that I had another uh, uh, edit that I needed to make, so I quick made the edit. So. Yeah, You know, go over your profile a few times, make sure it's right, and then kind of go from there. Another great thing you can do here is next to that blue button is the more button. If you click that, uh, you can share somebody's profile. It gives you the link to their profile. You could also do save to PDF. So if you uh, are working to find a new job and you need a hard copy or PDF copy of your resume, I suggest you make those changes on LinkedIn, then click save to PDF, and it gives you a resume format. Mm. of your profile nice very nice all right good so um why don't we do this why don't we take a quick break let's do it let's do it. <laughs> we'll do it we'll take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about i want to dive into like articles activity that sort of thing and then maybe we can wrap it up from there maybe we'll add one or two more things in but um uh, thanks again for tuning in and we'll be right back after the break Okay, everybody, welcome back into the episode. We have been talking with Ed Burns from Melior Marketing and TEDx Speaker, the man himself. He's been giving us all kinds of insights on LinkedIn. Well, we both have, but I think you're much better at LinkedIn than me, if I could just say. You're pretty close. You're giving me a run for my money. <laughs> all right. Okay, so now that we have the profile created, what is our next steps? What do we want to start with next? Well, I think... The first thing to do once your profile is created is go to get your SSI score. What the heck is that? I'm so glad you asked. So if you go to linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI, it's going to give you a social selling index. Mm. And it gives you a score on your LinkedIn profile. Now, it scores you based on four criteria. The first is called establish your professional brand. The second is find the right people. Third, engage with insights. And fourth is build relationships. If you click any one of the links there, LinkedIn will give you some tips on how to improve on those things. So I don't think I'm going to dive into it too deep here because it walks you through it. But that link is the most dark horse thing that there is on the internet besides create besides customizing your url uh, <laughs> on linkedin fewer people do this than that <laughs> yeah no i believe it i believe it um i did i i was asking you the question like what the heck is that but i have actually seen it before i don't dive into it all that much i think i have a reasonable score um what that is i don't know because i don't have it pulled up at the moment but um there are definitely some good insights with that for sure yes and, and that's it, it will fluctuate based on your activity, which is what we're going to talk about next. Right. So, let, so let's talk about activity. So now that you've had the, your profile created, you got your SSI score, what the heck do you do with LinkedIn? Okay, you're connecting with people. That's all well and good. But I think that the, the basis of social media or even this platform specifically is your contribution to the community, right? So yes. what are you liking? What are you commenting on? What are you, what are you sharing? And all those have huge implications so if you're if you're liking something it doesn't take anything just to click the thumb right 
that you're just liking something. It takes minimal interaction and there's not much to gain from there other than it's a popular article or whatever this, the scenario is. Commenting on it now takes it to another level because you actually feel strongly enough about this content where you're thinking about something, it's flowing through your brain, through your thumbs or your fingers, if you're at, at your uh, desktop, and you're actually translating your thoughts onto the, onto the comment section of a post. And then finally then is sharing it where you feel so strong about it that you think other people need to know about this. Yes. So there are varying levels of contribution and varying levels of interaction there. Right. So brands like Cheddar, uh, you see Cheddar all over the place and people are liking, commenting and sharing their videos consistently. And what that comes down to is the content that they put out is phenomenal. It's interesting. It's fun. You learn something new. People love it. People engage with it. So having engaging content at first, you are the one doing the engaging and that like that share that comment. That's good. Uh, the other thing you can do in those comments is start tagging other people if you think it's relevant to them. So I saw one the other day for a company that's hiring interns this summer. So I tagged my younger sister in it because she's in college and she's looking for internships this summer. She's going to get a notification that I tagged her in it and she's going to have an opportunity to engage with that content, click the link, go apply for the internship. That's a really nice way to get involved and to use content to help other people. Sure, and just like other social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, there's uh, hashtags. Yes. So you can use hashtags on uh, LinkedIn, very simple. Sometimes even when you go to write a post uh, yourself, which we'll talk about in a minute, you can put hashtags on it. It's easy enough. So like when I push out my podcast, I'll hashtag and maybe there's a specific topic. So in this in this uh, instance, I'll uh, hashtag LinkedIn. I'll hashtag um, community. I'll hashtag podcasts. So if people are searching for that keyword, your post will come up in that search. Absolutely. And the some people get overzealous with the hashtagging. Two to three hashtags is plenty. You don't need 15 or 65 <laughs> hashtags. There's no way you're talking about that, that many. There's, you don't have that much to hashtag about. The other thing that a lot of people do is they make up their own hashtag and they think that um, that will work. The reason it doesn't is because it's a search tool for tools like LinkedIn or Facebook. The hashtag tells them that this is a topic worth following so that you, because you can actually search hashtags through LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's almost like the equivalent of a mini Google mm -hmm. in this social platform. Right. So if I sit there and hashtag picking up my phone, other people need to be searching that hashtag picking up my phone in order to see my post. Using it and looking for it. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about creating posts for LinkedIn. So what are some, what are some I guess, general guidelines or... Again, first, it's all about the contribution to the community, yeah. right? So it's like what you want to contribute to the LinkedIn community. So do you want to write something that's um, a question? Like, uh, hey, who's the best boss you ever had? Or um, maybe it can be a question on leadership or something to that effect where you're actually prompting responses. 
But then again, maybe it's just something, uh, hey, wanted to share this article with my LinkedIn community. This is interesting how XYZ company is using this to better the position of the community or whatever this, this scenario is, right? Yeah, so a lot of it is just going back to the why are you on LinkedIn? Is it to sell? Is it to get interns? Is it, and so your content that you're posting needs to be in line with that. So questions are great. The best question I ever saw on there was this person I'm connected with put one out that said, hey, anybody want to grab coffee? <laughs> Wait, that sounds familiar. Yeah, because you're the one who did it. Yeah. And you got a lot of response on that. I did. And that was such an excellent use of the tool. You want to connect with people. You want to meet them for coffee. People engage with that. Yeah, and, and it was funny when I when I did it, I did it for two reasons. One, I wanted to connect with my network. I mean, I'm thankful enough right now to have um, almost 1,300 connections. And I'm not bragging, but that's a lot of connections. Yeah. Um, but not nearly as many as others. I, you know, I know people who have 10,000 connections. Right. But it was to engage with my community that I don't normally maybe talk to. But it also offers me opportunities to meet somebody new. I mean, I, have, I had people who sent me connection requests from there. I had somebody reach out to me, uh, realize I was laid off for a, a specific period of time and wanted to talk to me about my experience and see how I can help them maybe to connect them with somebody or help them with resume building and so on and so forth. So um, I, I put it out there and that was, that was the first reason. The second reason, and I'll be 100% honest here, I'm just sitting there looking at my calendar and I didn't have a lot set up for this particular week. It was just the way the cycle was going. Normally, I have a, a pretty packed calendar. I'm at least anywhere from, I don't know, three to five appointments per day. So it was an opportunity for me to get something on the calendar, to start having conversations with somebody that may not have led to something directly with that particular individual, but would offer an opportunity for an introduction. Yes. So you're right. That post, it served its purpose, and I got a lot of interaction from it in fact i was even mentioned in a tedx talk for that very thing <laughs> yes you were now you were kind enough to mention that and i and i appreciate it yeah the other thing is promoting other people right so now they have if you go to create a post uh there's a little uh it looks like a blue ribbon from a farm show or something like that if you click that you can select a kudos recipient and you can recognize other people for getting an award or or for doing something good. A uh, lot of opportunity around video. I'll admit that I underutilize this tool, this piece of the tool, but pictures have done really well for me on LinkedIn. When I take a picture with somebody else and promote them, thousands and thousands of people now see that post. You know, you get 10,000, 12,000 people who see a post because you tag someone else in that post. You don't make it about you, you make it about them. You're trying to promote them and what they're doing. Um, but it doesn't hurt you. Right. And, and you can you can see some of those analytics. So even with a basic LinkedIn account, you can go to your post and you can and take a look at the analytics. It'll say 431 and have a little, little graph chart there. It'll say 431 views of this post. And if you click on that, it then breaks it down from there. Let me here, let me I'm gonna bring up one of my posts here. Give me give me two seconds. Another another good thing to do though is when you tag someone else in your posts, and you do this by using the at symbol and then typing their name, uh, and you'll get a little box there. It'll 
as you type it out, your choices will, will go down. You'll have fewer people to choose from. You select them. You can do the same thing with other pages or company pages. Um, if you tag someone and then they do not respond in a comment within a short amount of time, LinkedIn will show it to fewer people. So it's an interesting thing that if you tag someone, you might want to make sure that they're going to respond or leave a comment uh, in response to it because then it will be pushed out to their network as well. If not, LinkedIn thinks that you're spamming hmm. and just trying to tag in order to get in front of more people, and so they will show it to fewer people. Right, and even the, the sooner the better. The sooner the, sooner the, better. the better. Because once that hits... It shows immediate engagement, so the algorithm now needs to know to push that out and keep sharing it with you know maybe uh, some contacts that you haven't been in touch with for a while, or maybe somebody that you are on the regular. It just changes the whole changes the, whole, the game. Changes the game. Yes, changes the game. Good. So those analytics, I unfortunately I wasn't able to pull it up um, because of my connection here, but uh, you click on it, it says views. You can see the demographic area or the general area of where they're from. Uh, who is viewing it? You can see what their position is, and I think it gives one other gives one other thing. So it's one of those uh, one of those situations where you can get that information is extremely extremely helpful. Um, so keep keep looking at those analytics, keep looking at those posts as a way to kind of track your contribution to the community. There, absolutely. And All right. They- and you can also create articles, and I think this is worth doing from time to time. It doesn't need to be an everyday thing, but if you have a thoughtful idea to share with the world, put it out on LinkedIn. You don't need to create your own blog page necessarily to, to get a message out. LinkedIn is a good opportunity to, to do that. Right. And, and I would say if you're putting questions out there, ones that are specifically very thought-provoking, be prepared for a variety of different answers. <laughs> you can't control what other people say. Cannot control what other people say. It was funny. I had somebody um, uh, put a post recently about like these um, uh, coaches, like self help coaches or career coaches. But there, she was making the observation that they were younger people who maybe weren't necessarily vetted in the business community, haven't been through a lot of these um, uh, scenarios that required them to react accordingly and she felt that was a a bit phony or fake or saying like well why are all these people posting this if they've never been through this and so it lacked credibility yes it lacked credibility and and i saw her post and i wanted to engage with her so i sent her a private message and we kind of messaged back and forth and i didn't really give her an answer as to what i was thinking and she just she wanted an answer from me she's like well She's like, do you, she's like, real quick, do you agree with me, yes or no? And it's not necessarily about agreeing yes or no, but the circumstances. Like this post, it was a long post. Um, it was somewhat of a rant, which again, if that's the way you want to put it out there, that's fine. Not officially recommended by this podcast. No, def- definitely yeah. not officially recommended, but also be prepared for people to interact that way. Yeah, people will disagree. And if you're putting something out there... That's controversial. That will happen. The other thing is our current societal dialogues are uh, its this or that. It's left or right. It's yes or no. It's wrong or right. And some of these uh, topics that, that come out, especially in business, are not that simple. Mm-mm. They're multi-layered. They're multifaceted. There's pieces that are yes. There's pieces that are no. There's pieces that are right, pieces that are wrong. Um, 
you know, for for example, if you have a young person who's coaching, um, excellent that they're going out there and doing sure. entrepreneurship. Excellent that they're trying to help other people have a better. Those are good things. Are they qualified? Maybe yes, maybe no. Should someone who's unqualified be giving advice? Probably not. But there are, there are a lot of pieces to that. It's sure. Not, it's not that simple. Right. And it, and it might be that so this person who was commenting on this was a little bit older. Yes. So they were coming from the, the point of view that, hey, I'm older. I've been through this. Why should I take advice from somebody who's younger than me? But somebody who's the same age as that person or maybe even a little bit younger would really value that person's opinion. And, and that younger person is now saying, hey, that, that person, that coach has been through it. Right. So it, I think it depends on your perspective, but it's opening that conversation. Right. You have to open up the conversation. And, and like you said, it's not about who's right. It's not about who's wrong because chances are nobody's changing anybody's mind. Right. Nobody is changing anybody's mind, whether it be political, on religion, on maybe a certain topic. Nobody's changing anybody's mind, but there's a lot of information points along the way in that conversation that is valuable for both parties. And worth talking about in person later. So if yep. your purpose is to establish relationships through these virtual tools, which I believe it should be, and you're building those relationships, you understand that relationships do not happen online. And that if something like that comes up, these are compelling things to talk about, worth discussing, worth trying to find answers to. Do it in person. Yeah. Connect, have a phone call grab a beer after work or grab a coffee, sit down and talk about it. Absolutely. There's no, there's nothing better than communication, right? You're just communicating with another human being in a simple process. Again, whether you agree or you disagree, that's all part of the that's all part of the process. Absolutely. All right. So, what else you want to talk about as far as uh, so we talked about posts, we talked about so oh, so for so if you want to get a a, a good idea of what somebody else might be posting or what they're liking if you go to the section where you can see uh, all activity on their posts or uh, under their profile you say see all activity right you have a good idea of what they like or what they comment on or, or what they share yes so that can be a great information point so maybe some maybe you share a common interest and you don't even know it by the way that the algorithm kind of worked but you actually went in to see all activity and you said hey yeah, I noticed the other day you shared about this and wanted to let you know I do this or I'm involved with this. It just gives another kind yes. of touch point to that whole relationship. Especially for people who are doing sales. You can go in there and now you know what to talk about. You mm -hmm. know how to start the conversation. You have something you can connect on and really get deep with somebody. Uh, and, and then you're not going in to sell. You're not sending those messages about, hey, can I be, you know, your first choice no you're not gonna be the first choice but you can get deep with somebody and start a conversation pretty quickly by taking a look there yeah um, one last topic that I think we should cover here is what's appropriate for LinkedIn and what's appropriate for Facebook <laughs> I'm so glad you asked if I could just switch gears and give one more thing go ahead go for it if you go to the notifications tab you'll see people who are having work anniversaries who get new positions uh, that's an awesome way to keep up with your network, follow up with them. There are birthdays too. Uh, if you, and that's, that's something that bleeds in, I think, because of the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn. The professional work anniversaries and especially new jobs 
there's a button there that you can click say congrats, personalize that message, and and say how can I help you in your new position, mm-hmm. right? You have an opportunity there. Birthdays probably make more sense on Facebook because of the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook. So things that make sense on Facebook, really personal stuff, mm-hmm. photos of your kids, uh, things you want uh, grandparents or aunts and uncles to see. That's the Facebook forum. LinkedIn is for professionals. It's to definitely it's relationship focused and I, I don't mean to take away from that in any way here, but it's about business. It's about growth. It's about personal development. Those are great topics for LinkedIn. Um, it should not be the place where you post something uh, about religion. It's not that that's not a topic to talk about. It it may be and it may be important for you to, to share that, but Facebook is the forum for that. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is the place to have professional dialogue. It doesn't mean it can't be fun, but it should be business oriented. Right. So here so here's a here's a prime example. I'm looking at somebody who made a post here and it's a post of their baby daughter saying how proud they are of her and her accomplishments. Yes. That belongs on Facebook in my opinion. That's, that belongs that's a, on that's Facebook. A Facebook post. Objectively. Next one is about um, the creative cloud and how to use the creative cloud. That's a LinkedIn appropriate. Um, Somebody who's a translator who posted, why do human beings speak so many languages? Appropriate for LinkedIn. Works on Facebook too. Works on Facebook too. And there are things that make sense on both. Mm-hmm. Personal accomplishments, if you, um, if you get promoted, you can share that on Facebook. And you sh- must share that on LinkedIn. You know, mm-hmm. There are things that bleed in. We are multifaceted human beings. We're complicated creatures. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's bleed in our life between professional and personal. Sure. But there are things that are certainly personal and not professional and Mm -hmm. things that are certainly professional and not personal. Right. And and when there's a little bleed, it's okay. Yeah. So so for instance, the only time that I'm posting things about the podcast are things that are business related. So this is going to be business related. This will be posted on LinkedIn. Me having my eight-year-old nephew on talking about Pokemon, not going to be on LinkedIn. There's just no reason for it to be on there. So I'm conscious of what I put on there as far as content um, because, again, I don't don't want that, you know, personal aspect to bleed too much over to a professional networking platform. Yes. All right. What else you got, Ed? Anything else? I think that covers a lot of the most important things. Once you've done this for about six months and you are comfortable with LinkedIn, it makes sense to start looking into LinkedIn Navigator. LinkedIn Navigator gives you a lot more insight. It's especially good um, depending on which package you sign up for. One's very sales specific. That's LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That helps you to do prospecting, build lists, get updates from people from certain companies. Uh, those are all good touch points that if you're making a phone call, you can talk about those posts. Great things, great things to, to have going for you. If you're looking for a job, uh, there's there's a sales or there's a, a LinkedIn premium for jobs. Um, we didn't get into the jobs tab at all. It's a super powerful platform, and I think it requires its own conversation. Mm-hmm. But those are all things worth exploring. And again, Navigator does not make sense to do on day one. Uh, because it takes some time to get used to the tool. And it's, it's not a cheap investment. It's about $900 a year. Absolutely worth it. Again, 
for the sales tool for anyone who's doing sales and prospecting, especially if you're selling to other businesses. Um, and a quick tip on that, there's a Google Chrome extension called Hunter.io. Hunter.io. You can add that to uh, to your uh, to your Google Chrome, and when used in conjunction with Sales Navigator, you're going to be able to find email addresses, contacts, mm. information like that. There also, when you get Navigator, uh, it can pull into your email inbox. So if you're emailing back and forth with someone, it can pull up their profile and get you some information on them and their company. All good information to have. Uh, and again, if you have your own company or if you're in sales for a company that does not have a company page, once you have your professional brand established, put some time and energy into creating a company page that does essentially all the same stuff we talked about for you as a person mm -hmm. for the company. For the company, yeah. Um, all good stuff. One thing that we didn't talk about was the messaging section of LinkedIn. Obviously, once you're connected with somebody, you can hit the messaging section. So you want to just send somebody a note and say, hey, it's been a while since we caught up or um, I actually just reconnected with somebody that I went to high school with. We've been connected a number of years, but I happened to meet one of his coworkers recently. And then I reached back out to him and I said, hey, you know, I just met one of your coworkers. Would love to be able to catch up and connect. You want to do coffee sometime soon? And we have one set up three weeks from now. Yeah. So it's just a great way, again, to make connections, to reconnect. Absolutely. And, and do whatever, but that messaging section. The other thing the messaging section does is you can make introductions. You can have it as a group message, so you can give it a subject, and you can introduce multiple people or have a, a, a group conversation, very similar to text messages. It's, it's very similar. Um, but again, it, just to have that inside LinkedIn is a pretty powerful tool. It's absolutely powerful, and I hope that was implicit through this whole thing that when we connect with people, it's important to follow up. And the only way to make our connections real and tangible is to message people and then take it take it offline. Yeah. Right? Hey, great to meet you. Get a phone number, get an email address, set up a call, send an email, and then meet up with the person. And, and you're going to get ROI on this tool. Yeah. 15 minutes a day is really all you need to absolutely kill it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and, to, and to build your network too, you know, I recommend... Just give yourself, I don't want to say a target, but give yourself a target. You know, to say five, I'm going to send out five invitations per day. Yes. And before you know it, five-day work week, you're boosted by 25. And then in a month's time, you're going to have 100 connections. You do that for a few weeks. Now, all of a sudden, you're above the 500 plus. Absolutely. You know, because chances are you already have connections. So it's probably going to take a few weeks for you to for you to get there. So. And you'll hit a point, too, when you get to a certain number of connections where you will be getting way more connection requests then you're sending out. Yeah. And yeah. so the, you're going to stop sending out five a day and you're just going to connect sometimes with some people. Right. So, so there's people, I, I, I probably have about 30 that are connection requests that are sitting in my inbox of folks that I've never met. I mean, we have a few mutual connections, but folks that we've never met before and there's no note. Like I have no idea who these people are. So I, I, while I would love to connect with them, I think just having like a small interaction would be appropriate. Absolutely. And getting and getting that note. So going back earlier to the podcast we were talking about when you send a connection request to personalize that invite, I think makes all the difference if you really wanted to be connected with that person. Absolutely. All right, good. And when you go through, it's okay to share an article through LinkedIn Messenger. Yeah. Hey, this yeah. made me think of you. Right. What are your thoughts? Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, spot on. It's all about the communication, right?
Yes. All right. All right, cool. Anything else you want to add here? We, we unpacked quite a bit here. This is definitely one of my longer, if not the longest podcast I've ever done. LinkedIn is a super powerful tool, and it's a blue ocean right now of opportunity for people. Uh, the economy's good right now, and a lot of people's sales are up. That's going to come and go. I think LinkedIn's going to be around for a little while, and it'll probably take us through an, another recession or two. So building a good base for yourself now makes sense for whatever your professional needs are in the next few years. Uh, it's worth time. It's, it should be a priority. A lot of people say, I don't have time. Everybody's got 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. and we give time to the things that are priorities, and LinkedIn sure. should be a priority for any professional in the, in the world. Absolutely. You're spot on. Well, thanks for joining today. Really appreciate your insights. And uh, again, I know you're uh, really savvy with LinkedIn. So I know you brought a lot to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for having me, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. So folks, if you feel uh, this content was um, good enough that you want to share with somebody else, please do that. Hopefully they'll find it informative as well. If you are on the Anchor app, you have the ability to send me a voice message. Please feel free to do that. If you have a question for me, if you have a question for Ed, go ahead and message me on the Anchor app. We could possibly answer it and put it into the tail end of this podcast here. Also, if you're on the Anchor app, feel free to give an applause. That's always appreciated. And then finally, if you want to rate the podcast, that would be appropriate. I would be most thankful. Happy to get the feedback. Is that out of five? That is out of five. Let's give it a six. Let's give it a six. We're going to create our own rating scale, everybody. All right, good. Well, thanks for joining in this episode of Off the Top of My Head. And until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now.